0: show number 34 of look at his butt LT and JK talk trek. could it
1: looks delicious so I should try yours before you try it Absolutely. and given that it's seafood, seafood. that's very uh, is... grab something right it's in there. here. doesn't that look good nice yeah. and yeah. meaty and get the
0: a little, little bit of that, a of
1: that sauce of miso sauce okay now there's a nice there's a nice little Suzanne Perfect. bite right there there it goes That's delicious. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's fish. No, and no, that's chili and sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I wonder if they get thank them all the... Thank you for letting me share that. Well, I, uh, you, uh, you're, <laughs> in, uh, you're, you're welcome to try more. No, thank you. That was, that was delicious. And feel free to it. Wonder if, a good... I wonder if chili on sea bass does really come from the coast of Chile. I don't know, I guess, to be this honest. Is, this is great. It is, it's well done. Yeah. I, we've... Um, Depending on where you get it And how they prepare it It can take on so many Different tastes Right And I think one of the things And you're going to notice A trend here with me um, I enjoy about it Is the texture Texture is really important to me In determining whether or not I like a certain food, And um, it's, it melts in your mouth How about in a love relationship Is the texture of a man's skin in The way uh, it feels Yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> It's everything isn't it? Texture is it, it, I'm a very sensory person Right You know, I think It's just another Yeah, yeah And it okay. is Very, very important the, the sense of uh, of touch, yeah, uh, the way something tastes. Uh, Absolutely, and it all the it, way it feels is in your mouth. Even just taking taking a bite of your your seafood is not your fish is not um, just you know that it's 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 the creaminess around it and right. it's the yeah. I think we just need to change the subject Back to the book. <laughs> is it just me or is this going somewhere that maybe it shouldn't be going? So where was I? <laughs>
0: love to go out on a date with William Shatner. <laughs> I would love to
2: just sit here and think about the texture of his skin for the next five or ten minutes.
0: I mean, that kind of date conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
2: So welcome to Look at His is Butt, show 34. 34,
0: amazing. Yeah, that that's good. It is good. We're we're steaming ahead. That's right. Yeah.
2: And our segment, our opening segment it, we're calling it Talk Show Bill. <laughs> because we like Sideshow Bob. Yeah. But <laughs> but not sexier and better. Um and the reason we're doing this segment is we just watched a clip, a mm-hmm. recent clip of Bill on the Craig Ferguson Show, mm-hmm. which is a late night show hosted here in America by a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. And then we said, well, we've got to rewatch our, our favorite, favorite talk show segment ever, mm-hmm. which we will talk about in a minute, but that's what the clip is
0: from. But first, let's talk about <laughs> the know, Craig I'm Ferguson. I know. I'm sorry. I'm still just ooing and aahing over I that <laughs> thing because I love it so much. It's
2: so mind-boggling.
0: But um, the Craig
2: Ferguson thing was on, at, at, like, near the end of February. And he was plugging various projects... And he was very funny, mm-hmm. very loose and relaxed. Yeah, very chatty. Very jokey. Mm-hmm. And he looked good. Yeah. Gray gray suit jacket mm-hmm. looked mm-hmm. really sharp on him. And one of the things he was plugging is a show that's coming up in March. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it's called, like Living with William Shatner yeah. or something, but it's going to be on TV land. Mm-hmm. And this is the William Shatner in concert we've talked about on a few shows where... At least part of this they are showing is when he performed songs from the Has Been album at last year's uh, party that followed the Hollywood, chari- Hollywood Charity Horse Show. Right, with Ben Folds. right? With Ben yeah. Folds. And so they showed a little clip of this, and it, it, it's
0: mind-boggling. I want you to tell people <laughs> what it is. Well, what they did was um, it, it started... With him performing um, this song, Perfect Woman. Ideal Woman. Uh, sorry, Ideal Woman, um, which which is about him talking about his wife and saying he doesn't want her to change anything except a few things. It, right. It's, it's a wonderful song. It's one of my favorite cuts in the whole it's, album. It's funny, and it's loving, and it's sexy all at the same time. So it starts off with him saying, you know, I don't want you to change. I love you for who you are. And as it goes on past the first five seconds or so, they've cut in all these scenes from Star Trek of him and Spock. And from TJ Hooker. Oh, and from Hooker, when when Nimoy was on Hooker that one time. And, I mean, it matches up perfectly when there's a line where he says, I love you just the way you are. And it's a shot of Spock. <laughs> it's like one of the slashiest things I've ever seen. I have seen slash fan vids <laughs> that are not as slashy <laughs> as this. And I was going,
2: so did the Craig Ferguson people cut this in to be funny? Or... Was it cut that way for the TV land thing, or was this shown while he was doing the performance at the horse show? Because from the the mm-hmm. audience reaction, you, I mean, somebody, somebody obviously is, is laughing yeah. and, and getting the joke. So I really want to see this TV Land thing to see if it's on there uh, because it, it's
0: amazing. It was it was very funny and it was really well edited. I mean, they put mm-hmm. the shots together really well and it was coordinated with the the starts and stops in the music. And it had a great butt shot. It had a great butt shot of him rolling across the hood of a car as T.J. Hooker yeah. in incredibly tight pants.
2: And <laughs> so Linus said, we may have to start watching T.J. Hooker <laughs> reruns for butt shots. And I said, we haven't even gotten through all those Star Trek butt shots. <sighs> Oh, just so much bill butt. There is. So let's talk about the second interview.
0: Okay. Because I love it oh. so much. All
2: right. I want to give a little background Okay, on this. So what year was that? That's what I was trying to think. And I'm remembering which house I was living in mm-hmm. when I first saw it. So I know it was uh, no earlier than 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was a show on the Entertainment Network
0: mm-hmm.
2: called Out to Lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen it, but I knew Bill was going to be on, so I taped it. It came on at noon. It's a half-hour interview. And I was watching it as I was taping it, and my mouth was falling open. (laughs) It is hosted by a young, not very bright woman named Suzanne Sina, or Sena.
0: And Bill is... So set the stage. They they actually go to a restaurant, right? Okay. So that's the premise of this: is that she's interviewing someone, but they're actually having lunch in an actual restaurant, eating and, actual food, and plugging the restaurant and doing the whatever they're supposed to be talking about. So they're at this fancy schmancy LA restaurant. And they're sitting at a table, and the Waitron is bringing them food, and they're eating and drinking during this whole thing. So they're in a public place. Right. And it's being Although filmed. we don't see other public around. Right, yeah. yeah. Except for the Waitron. Pushed off to the side. Okay, so I just wanted to okay. let people know wh- where this is.
2: So he is so flirting with her, so coming on to her in that smooth, wonderful Shatner way. And my mouth was falling open the first time I saw it, and I was so glad I was taping it. And so very soon after that, I got <laughs> Lena and somebody else. I don't probably her, Junk. Probably Junk. Over to my house. Popped this in. And I said, is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we fell off the couch at that oh, point. Oh, God. And at one point, she is so flustered that she says, is this going somewhere it shouldn't? <laughs> but we're watching it this time. Popped it in. We've seen this several times. Mm-hmm. We have practically got it uh-huh. memorized. We popped it in. And we noticed. What is it? No more than 5 seconds into oh, it.
0: It's the f- opening shot.
2: He is giving her this look.
0: Oh my god. Oh. Um, I know I've got you and just ah oh, just <laughs> it's it's stunning. So the, the things that that were so obvious when we watch it and again upon watching it for the whatever 25th time or something like that is that she's supposed to be interviewing him, <laughs> which is a joke. Because from the moment that he opens his mouth, he's in complete control of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And he takes the conversation wherever he wants to. He talks about whatever he feels like talking about. He interviews her. Yep. It basically starts off with him t- getting her to talk about her bad morning and all the rest of it. And she just doesn't have a chance with him as far yeah. as being the interviewer. And she she is pretty, and she's yeah. young, and she's wearing a low-cut blouse, and she's blonde.
2: Um <laughs> the other thing is, she is like the worst person you could pick to host a food show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she won't eat she anything. She hates food. <laughs> she's scared of anything other than maybe a cheese sandwich. I don't know, oh. you know, and she's never experienced any food. No. So they bring her an appetizer, and, and, and Bill says to her, What is that? Oh, I don't know. And, I, and I, they show a close up. I'm going, It's mozzarella on tomato sauce. Yeah. I mean, this is not mystery food, sweetie. But she is scared to eat it. Yeah. And this is part of Bill's seduction. Is, you know, here, just just try this. Just Mm -hmm. try. And he he feeds it to her. With chopsticks, no less. And we're going, okay, a man who within five minutes of meeting you is encouraging you to explore, to explore new foods and the, the texture of the yeah. food and the flavor and everything. he wants you to explore other things Clearly. and the whole discussion of fish and sauce <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's, it's mind boggling it really is and he's so in his element it's, it comes so naturally to him that if you said to him Bill you shouldn't do that in a TV <laughs> interview he'd go what what am I doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm I, what? I'm having lunch. I'm having lunch, and I'm I'm talking to a woman, and she's interesting, and you know we were. I, what are you talking about? He wouldn't know. Oh, he wouldn't know. I and the first kid. time we saw this, I remember, was when you said he should have a school
0: <laughs> to teach <laughs> men how to do this, how to flirt. Ah. Oh. It's it's irresistible. I mean, how how could you? How could it's, you not? It's weapons grade flirting. <laughs> it absolutely is. Watching her get flustered is just the most. It's hilarious. I mean, because it, it, he's clearly he's doing it on purpose, and he's not doing it to get her flustered. I mean, I don't think he's no. deliberately trying to make her look like an idiot on camera. It's too bad she ends up looking like an idiot, but that's her fault and not his. <laughs> really um the The thing that that was interesting and I thought about at as we were watching this tonight um is that some of the best interviews he's done, I think have been with people who um can rise up to his level mm-hmm. when he's doing them now this poor woman really had no chance because as you said, you know she's not very bright and she lost control immediately yes. and, and couldn't do it but I remember when he was on um Roseanne. Yeah. It was great because she was just matching him quip for quip and and personality for personality and she, you know, finally turned to him and said to him, You're a sexy old thing, aren't right, you? Which right. was just so wonderful. And I think he really, really shines when he can have that kind of exchange with someone who's who's there with him.
2: Well the the Craig Ferguson thing too. Uh, yes, that too. Yes. He was so picking up on Bill's energy and yeah. his rat a tat that he was feeding it right back to yep. him. And the two of them together they were almost like this mm-hmm. this comedy routine, but it was very spontaneous, and yeah. that's part of
0: what made it a really good interview, was it didn't look canned. Yeah, I agree. I, I was thinking of that, too, and I was wishing that it would be great to see him do this kind of charming, seductive interview with somebody who's more of a match for him. Mm-hmm. That would be really interesting. Yes. That yes. would be great. Of course, they'd end up, like, fucking in the restaurant before it was over, but that's okay. You know, these things happen. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> Oh, so that, uh, I just love that. Yeah, Bill, Bill on talk
2: shows is very, very rewarding. So what
0: did he have for lunch? He had um, a seaweed salad. Yes. Which was the appetizer. And the other appetizer they had was um, the wontons. Yeah.
2: Oh, those looked
0: good. Everything they had looked fantastic. Yes. And she had the mozzarella and tomato, the mystery food. Right. So um, they had that. And then um, for like a a first course, the fish course, they had sushi. Right. Which looked good. And some seared... um, was it, it was tuna, wasn't tuna. it, yeah, yeah, ahi tuna, which he made her try, yes, and uh, she very reluctantly had a little bit of it, and then he had um sea bass, Yes. and she had some kind of bland pasta looking thing that oh, her ordering was.
2: off the menu going what well, oh dear you know is that is that fried yeah it, oh yeah you know why are you hosting a food show if you won't eat food, oh. but um Bill had Chilean sea bass. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting, um, well, it is to me anyway, one of the things Mm -hmm. I have to thank William Shatner Mm -hmm. for, is I had never had that. Uh And the next time I was in a restaurant and they had it on the menu, I thought, I am going to try this because Bill had it. Oh, my God, it's so good. Mm. And... Whenever it's on menu now at a good restaurant I ordered, it is my favorite fish and that is because of Bill, bill. that's weird. And he didn't even have to personally feed it to me with chopsticks, although Although
0: I'm uh, I'm up for that. I'm up for it. That should happen. And then they had dessert. And then they had dessert which was some chocolatey thing that I couldn't even really look at. Chocolate brownie thing with yeah. That was that looked too
2: much. Uh. You know, following that that elegant meal, that just that just didn't work for me. It should have been a very, very small dessert, just Mm -hmm. enough to sort of Put the sweet touch on at the end.
0: Yep. And sort of they, like that 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 kiss right before you fall asleep. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and they both had espresso. And she had, <sighs> she said she hated coffee. She doesn't drink coffee. Doesn't drink coffee. But he made her try mm-hmm. um, a sugar lump that was sort of dipped and soaked in, in the espresso. Mm-hmm. And, and she admitted that that was good. Yes. Wow. Wow. And I was so hoping to see him take a big swig of water or coffee or something so we could see if he did the Shatner swallow but even though he did take a, a drink of coffee the camera cut away before yeah. he could actually do it but Very there was there was
2: so much else oh. and it, it,
0: his eyes
2: were so beautiful and so mm. he looked great expressive and intense through this yeah. but i just like we we're saying in the the practically the opening shot of it he is already giving her this look that we we're just going look at the look. I mean not even look at his butt. Look, uh, look at, at the, the look. Look at the look. Look at the look. Oh. <sighs> so did you want to talk about the Captain Sex look? <laughs> now that we've talked about his lunch sex Now that life? we've
0: talked about lunch, let's talk about this. And and you had alerted me to this. How did you find out about this? I, I don't know. No! Somebody
2: You are... <laughs> Well, I'm curious. And maybe at the time when I send it to you if you will say to me how did you find out okay, about this? I okay. could tell you but I have no
0: idea now. Okay. So um, there's a thing called MySpace. That oh wait, I know how I found how? out. This guy posts to Trek BBS. He does? That? And
2: there was some thread where they were Talking about, you know, well, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And he was answering in his persona as Captain Kirk, and he was very funny. Oh, and okay. so I, I said, okay. to you, you've got to read this thread, or he's got a MySpace yeah, account, yeah, right? So, so, so take I, it from there. so
0: here's MySpace where people set up their little accounts and do, you know, friend networking and all that stuff. And I set up a MySpace account because I just thought it might be a good thing to do because I have other friends who are on MySpace, so. I, I checked it out, and I signed up as his friend, and, and I am indeed one of his many friends. He's got like 500 friends. Well. Of course. Well, tell people who this is. So you you go to the MySpace account, and I will put the link in there in case anybody wants to add it, and it says, Jim, and it's a little picture of Captain Kirk wearing his dress uniform. It's a nice little picture, by it's the from way. Rafa- it's from uh, Space Seed. Space Seed. And um, it says, gender, male, status, swinger. <laughs> Age 34, sign Aries, City, San Francisco, State, California. And there are a bunch of um, blog entries that Jim has written, which are really, really funny. And at various times, people have sent in questions to him about what it's like to be captain of the Enterprise. And he's answered in character. It's very, very funny. But I found one of the first things that he had posted was um, something called The Sex Life of a Starship Captain. And it's a series of um, about 50 questions that are all about sex. And I think this is one of those things that people send around. That's like a questionnaire you fill out or a meme that you're supposed to to do. So he did it. And I just wanted to read some of the answers because they're so, so funny. Um, (laughs) He, so what is your sexual preference? He says early and often. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite sexual position? Some of my favorites involve alien women with six vaginas. (laughs) How often do you have sex? I hook up about once an episode. How often would you like to have sex? Two to three times an episode. (laughs) Do you own any sex toys? I can set my phaser to vibrate. I bet he can. Um, Have you ever had sex in a hot tub or pool? Yes. Space does not permit me to list all the names. This is my absolute favorite one. What is your favorite sexual fantasy? He says, fantasy implies that there are sex acts I haven't done. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. That just made me laugh and laugh and laugh. Okay, let me skip down a little bit. Do you like to read erotica or look at porn? Like is such a mild word. Attracts you first to another person sexually. The fact that she's breathing. But that's not essential. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, it says, what's the strangest place that you have ever had sex? Hmm, that's a tough one. I would either say the mirror universe or, while well, hyper-accelerated, orbiting the planet Scalos. <laughs> <laughs> Do you or would you have cyber sex? I have subspace cyber sex with a cute yeoman back at Starfleet Command. <laughs> subspace Would you let your partner shave you? No, I need all the hair I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like to kiss? Yes. Tongues or no tongues? You can kiss without tongues? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Let's see. There's a couple other things. Um, If Oh, okay. Let me skip that one. Have you ever been part of a threesome or group sex? Sure, I have. They just couldn't show it on network television. <laughs> that sums it up. Yeah. Are you an exhibitionist? I do seem to get my shirt ripped off an awful lot. <laughs> have you ever had sex and then wished you had not? No. I have not had sex and then wish I had, however.
2: <laughs> oh, when did he not have I know. sex?
0: Okay, you are playing truth or dare, and someone challenges you to do something you really don't feel comfortable with, like sex with an animal or something. Do you say no or go through with it just because it was dare and you said you'd do it? The answer? Risk is our business. That's why we're out here.
2: Bravo! You know, that would be an interesting challenge, to see how many of these you could answer with quotes (laughs) from the
0: show. Have you ever called your sex partner by someone else's name? I try not to learn names. <laughs> it avoids the whole problem. Well, that's part of why I dated so many women named Jan. <laughs> really? Have you ever forgotten the name of a person you were having sex with? Again, if you never learn the name, this is not a problem. <laughs> have you ever had sex with a stranger? Yes, I like it as strange as I can get it. <laughs> do you have sex before the first date? I like it. Be- oh, do you have sex on the first date? I like it before the first date. <laughs> Are you the aggressor in bed? Yes, captain's prerogative. (laughs) Your partner wants to try something new, but you feel uncomfortable with it. Do you try it anyway, or do you admit that the idea turns you off? I've yet to find anything that turns me off. (laughs) If your partner says no, do you beg or try to manipulate them into giving in? They can say no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No one has ever said said no. no.
0: So I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, fantasy implies there are sex acts I haven't done. (laughs) I love that. That's oh, that's man. very clever. And like I say, from uh, the guy's posts on Trek
2: BBS, he is a a pretty clever person with a fantastic knowledge of of
0: Kirk yeah, and Star Trek. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so I'll, we can read some other excerpts from this on other shows because there are a lot of really funny things on here. Um, some of the other questions that people ask, and there's a thing called "Are you a captain's woman?" and Oh, we'll have to check that. Yeah, out. It, it's great. So um, if you're on MySpace, I would urge you to hop over to Jim's blog, as I said. I'm going to post the link to it, and we're going to try and contact him and and see if you know we can get um, a little bit of participation because that would be cool. Do you have that link that I sent you from
2: Trek BBS? About oh, how often has the I captain do. actually have sex? I do. Because I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. This is a subject that comes up periodically among um, Star Trek fans is, you know, did Kirk actually bang all those women? hmm And the short answer and the correct answer is yes. Of course he did. More than, more than even those. But this is a topic that came up on Trek PBS mm-hmm. and what I, it's... Uh, it's mind-boggling that people want to to think he he did
0: as few as possible. Yeah. Well, the thing that I wanted to mention again is that when you sent me this in email, your subject header was "Here's a misconception we must lay to rest." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but what was funny is like about the second entry down or
0: something, somebody is pointing out yes he had sex, mm-hmm. but they get all the facts wrong. Let's see. It says so. The very first post says. I've seen countless posts suggesting Captain Kirk had sex with alien women, woman. <laughs> uh, alien woman of the week on a regular basis, but I don't remember this ever happening. The only thing I can think of is Carol Marcus, whom, for all we know, could be an ex-wife or someone Kirk almost married. Okay, now scroll down a little further. Okay, so let's see. Here. He had sex with a woman in bread and circuses. Kirk gets in bed with her, then the camera moves to the candles, then the candles go out. I don't remember that. Right, because we didn't see him get no. in bed with her. No, they were just kissing. Now read the next one. He also had sex in Wink of an Eye. After a passionate love scene, they cut to later. They cut to later. <laughs> <laughs> that was before five months later. <laughs> the lady, can't remember her name, is brushing her hair, and Kirk is putting his boots on. Okay, the boot part is right, yeah. but again, we never got
2: to see the passionate love love scene. Yeah, that was
0: really pretty implied. And um, so
2: it, then they get into the argument, and somebody's pointing out that you know Miramani was pregnant with his child, so he must mm-hmm. have done her. And you know, there's a couple others that because of things like that, you can be really certain.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but then somebody, another person says he does Drusilla. Oh,
0: oh and, that's was, from Bread and Circuses. Right, that's yeah. from Bread
2: and Circuses. That's right. Um, but at one point, not on Trek BBS, but somebody had written an article somewhere, somewhere online, um, listing all the women and proving that he had done none of them. (laughs) And it's like the most wishful thinking. And what I found stunning about this being on Trek BBS Uh is they were from what i saw of the postings most people were like no he he only did the ones who you know we actually know he did because they got pregnant or something mm-hmm. like this and and none of the others and he didn't enjoy doing them anyway because it was his duty he didn't like doing it and what surprised me about that is i've seen that argument so many times but it usually comes from KSers yeah, yeah. who cannot stand the idea that he might have done someone other than spock or enjoyed it
0: yeah so I don't get why that's coming from the fanboys. What's that? That's what's up what with that? I don't get I would think they would be right in there. Yeah, Jim, go! You know,
2: he's sort of their wish fulfillment in a different way than it is ours.
0: I don't get it. I don't either. I'm trying to think of why that would make sense to them. And... uh I mean, this uh, this is really grasping for s- straws here. It says, while Kirk was often scene flirting, there was never time for him in the plot lines to actually have sex with his dalliances. I think that's wrong. I think they frequently
2: left times Yeah. For that, like in uh, the one we just watched. of Gideon. Gideon. Yeah. And now what we need to do, as we said, you know, that was obviously after something else. And the, the one with Drusilla, again, he did get it right that they did cut to the candles and Uh then we later see him waking up really happy. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Years ago I was involved in a discussion on this of who did Kirk have sex with and and one Mm -hmm. of the ones that came up was the bread and circuses girl. Mm -hmm. And a number of us were saying, Well, you know Counsel, what's-his-name, says, I wanted you to have your last hour as a man. Despite
0: the fact that I'm really gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's more <laughs> subtext. Your last hour as, as a, a man, man. Because you are a um, man. And I, I grant you this. So right, yeah, right. Yeah.
2: And so we're going, well, what did, what did your last hour as a man, what went on then if it wasn't sex? Uh-huh. What? He spent an hour peeing, standing up? <laughs> wandering around lost, not asking for directions. What What was going on? They were on? sitting around the campfire whittling. And farting. And farting. <laughs> and not touching each other and not sitting too close.
0: <laughs> Someone points out that he had sex with Odonna, so that's good. Uh-huh. Somebody else picked good, up on that. Good, good. We're glad to see that. Uh, it says... Um, someone else says, it's my opinion that the attempts to make him into a choir boy are even more absurd than those which have him banging someone whenever the camera is elsewhere.
2: Well, that's what he was doing, but yeah, (laughs) but the whole thing is they, they put these moments in to make the
0: show sexy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to hire super intense hunk, (laughs) hunk man, (laughs)
1: <laughs> to be charm and hotness. with charm
0: and hotness coming out of his hands, to be the leading man, take advantage of it. I mean, right. why wouldn't you take advantage of it? That's what people are tuning in to see. And one of the reasons they got rid of Rand was so he could run around with other women. Yeah.
2: And it wasn't just so he could shake hands with them. Obviously, it's TV. It's the mid-60s, mid to late 60s. He can't say, well, that was a, a good fuck. Thank you very much. It wasn't HBO. It wasn't cable. You know, they couldn't show these things. But... It's so strongly
0: implied. Yeah. I, why would you want to deny that? I don't know. I, I, I'm, wonder, I'm still trying to puzzle out why they want him to be a choir boy or to be sexless. And maybe there's something connected with having sex that makes you less noble in their minds. Mm. I'm, I'm just theorizing here um, that, you know, you give in to those base desires or something and it, it makes you... Less admirable, or less in control, or just acknowledging that you have sexual desire somehow makes you less. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think they wanted him to be
2: a quote unquote real man, mm-hmm. and they did write things into the stories about that he, he couldn't bang the crew. You know, he mm-hmm. he says that in yeah. uh, uh, Naked Time. Uh-huh. Excuse me. And so. It, they gave him plenty of opportunities with other women. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Roddenberry has said, oh, I gave Kirk
0: my libido. And everybody knows that, that Roddenberry was real hound. Yeah, and they gave him dozens of ex-girlfriends. Yeah. You know, to show that it, it wasn't like he had one girlfriend uh-huh. out of Starfleet Academy and that was it. You know, he got around. He did. Yeah. You know, I love that Especially line. Especially when him and Mitchell were out on the town. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> then watch I, out. I love that line in Court martial when McCoy meets... Um, a real Shaw, and says so something like, "Why do all my old friends look like doctors, <laughs> and all his old friends look like you?" I don't get it. And it's 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 a balance of of making him an all round hero. Is he's not just. A man's man, but mm-hmm. he's also a woman's man. Mm-hmm. And so we see so much of this um, this great friendship, camaraderie with Spock and McCoy. Mm-hmm. And he's a leader, and he has all those manly
0: qualities. But he's got to have a softer side, a romantic yeah, side, yeah. a
2: sexy side.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, if if I wanted to, to spin this out just a little bit further, because I'm thinking about it as we're talking, I, I think some people out there, and I would have to say those people would probably be men, who are really into the technical side of, of like the alpha monkey side, <laughs> as we've talked about so many times of Star Trek, who really aren't concerned with the people relationships, that it's more about, you know, the ships and the power and everything, which is very much a boys club. Mm. You know, it's boys and their toys and girls are not allowed into there. So the fact that you're even admitting that he could have sex and enjoy himself with women breaks that fantasy right you can't have it anymore you know if kirk is the kind of guy who is is the techno geek who's really into his ship and all that women shouldn't even really be important to him you know he might flirt with them but have sex with them isn't that kind of icky <laughs> <laughs> Ew, girl. Uh, yeah, Ew, cooties. I, exactly i mean I, I i actually get that feeling from from looking at some of these posts that that's the attitude behind this yeah. this fierce determination to deny that he's had sex
2: yeah. I, I always like the idea that, okay, there were, there were the women that he did because he had to get information out of them or save the mm-hmm. ship or just distract them mm-hmm. or whatever. And, yeah, there are instances of that, but I always like the idea of he didn't enjoy it. <laughs> he, it I don't know. he's part of his
0: job. Yeah. Yeah. He had to somehow manage to get it up and yeah. stick it to him. And so when Brent was a captain, how many people did she have to do as part of her job? As many as she She wanted. (laughs) But she didn't enjoy it. No, none None of
2: it, no, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) Well that's the other part, is if you are a captain, you get to do as many people as you can possibly get your hands off, but you're not allowed
0: to enjoy it. You're not allowed to enjoy it. How do they enforce that? I know. maybe it's one of those honor things like never talking
2: about the Kobayashi (laughs) is they're relying on you and your self-discipline
0: to, to never enjoy it. It's, it's part of the um, exit exam from Starfleet (laughs) Academy when you're in officer's school, right? It's (laughs) like as captain of your ship, you are allowed to have sex as often as you want. True or false. True. Question two. (laughs) If, if, If you have sex, When you are captain of your ship, are you allowed to enjoy it, yes or no? And that's the question. And if you answer yes, you don't get to be captain. So that's the secret Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, exactly. The double secret (laughs) Kobayashi
2: Maru. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: The kinky side to to Starfleet. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) now that we've cleared up that misconception. We've cleared that up. We've laid that to rest. You know, We don't ever want to hear, hear people talking about him not having sex again.
0: Rest assured, he banged every woman that he could get his hands on. That's right. And he got his hands on a lot of women. He got his hands on a lot. As many as he could. Mm-hmm. Every day. Two to three times an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and William Shatner was doing about the same. I think his, his batting average is probably higher than Kirk's. Because Kirk
2: technically was surrounded... He couldn't do the crew. That's true. But he couldn't right. do guest stars. That's art.
0: true. Yeah. Now,
2: Shatner I mean, did not have those restrictions. Plus, he had all of the production people and the, the, the makeup people, the, the, the costumers, and, and the, the people who came on
0: set to interview and, him and, and do publicity. The commissary workers. And the, the director's the,
2: girlfriend. The maid
0: who cleaned his dressing room. Yeah. everybody. Yeah, you're right. I think you're probably The right ship's yoga that. instructor. <laughs> I I think you are right about that. Yeah, yeah. You think we should ask him about this?
2: Yeah, right after I get him to autograph (laughs) the naked picture from Big Bad Mama, you can ask him about all the different people he did, and then you and I will have the distinction of being thrown out of Shatner. Really?
0: Mr. Shatner, (laughs) who slept with more women, you or Captain Kirk? (laughs)
2: I will worship you forever if you will ask him that.
0: Oh, I don't. Because to... that's
2: sort of a, 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 an extension of that question Donny Deutsch asked: Who's better in bed, yeah. Kirk or, or or Hooker?
0: Well, who cares about Hooker? Hooker. We Who's better you? in bed, Kirk or, or Shatner? Shatner? Oh man, what a question! You think what he'd hit man. me if I asked him that? I think he'd want
2: to answer it in private. Ah! Oh well, that's and all, all the, the more reason to ask judge. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I'm Kirk. Now I'm Shatner. Now I'm Kirk. Now I'm Shatner.
2: You know what I was thinking? With your hair, the way you're wearing it lately and stuff? Yeah. You look a little like Joanna Cassidy. Yeah,
0: I was thinking that, the hair yeah. thing
2: now. Yeah, And he did her. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Well. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, this has wandered as far astray as straight as...
0: I think so. I mean, I, it's just the whole effect of us being there at the Shatner Weekend wearing T-shirts that say, look at his butt, and asking him these questions about his sex life, and... It's just, it's going to be very interesting. It sure it's is. It's going to be, it's going to be potentially explosive, I think, <laughs> the way I'm thinking <laughs> about it right now. Well, first let's see how heavy the
2: security is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's probably a good point. I have to show you the size of the little recorder that I bought. It's very small, so mm-hmm. I can carry it in my hand and no one would probably know wow. that I had it. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. No. <laughs> yeah. So um let's let's take a, a break that everybody's been waiting for for the past 20 <laughs> minutes because we've just been talking and talking. I think this show's actually just gonna be two parts because oh, okay. we're already at more than half an hour. Oh my God I've I just been yakking. Okay, so let's take a break and then we're gonna come back with with more fun stuff.
1: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise five-year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before
0: talk to us we would love to hear from you leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com send email links and sound files to lookathisbutt at gmail.com this entire podcast recorded on an apple powerbook using garageband
1: Side sci Side
2: access. Access
0: granted. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has collected together some of the best science fiction, fantasy, and gaming podcasts out there. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has a lot of great programming that you might be missing, The goal of this podcast is to showcase some of the great shows available on the network so that you don't miss out on all the fun. Each episode will contain an interview with a TSFPN podcaster and clips from their show. I'll also play some of the fun, funny, and cool clips from some of the other TSFPN shows from this week. To start listening to TSFPN Sci-Fi Access, just visit TSFPN.com. This is the potpourri section of the show? Yes, I, I knew I, I smelled something <laughs> wonderful, and it's potpourri. So it's uh, let's call it a mashup instead. That's the cool hip word that the kids are using these days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to start out with something cool and hip? Yeah, definitely. Okay.
2: This is an article that was apparently in a magazine called Messel Neuve. <laughs> The Seven Stages of Shatner, a brief biography of Cool. This was written by um, Jonathan Kiefer. And uh, I'm just going to give you a brief little thing the, from the first couple of paragraphs. It says First, he was cool. Then, he was nerd cool. Then, he was kitsch. Then, he was kitsch cool. Then, he was knowing wink cool. Then, just plain cool again. And now, he's something better than cool. Yay! He made himself a punchline with such debonair cunning that guess what, the man is not a punchline anymore. And uh, so they 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 trace this through the seven stages of Shatner, and uh, stage one is 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 cool, you know, talking about his his Kirk years and mm-hmm. and things like that, and then nerd cool, <laughs> which comes about the time Starfleet or Star Trek is canceled. And then Kitsch is things like the Rocketman performance and uh, yelling, gone! <laughs> then Kitsch Cool is the T.J. Hooker years, Search for Spock, Voyage Voyage Home. Knowing Wink Cool is Rescue 911 and the, the, uh, the final um, the Star Trek movies. Uh-huh. Also, that's when... The student union, or the students at McGill University, (laughs) renamed the student union building the Shatner. Says the university administration refuses to accept this name change. In a 2002 interview, Shatner says, "I had a great time at McGill. I did go to a ceremony at the student union building, and my feeling about McGill is that it's a great university and it produced many great students. Unfortunately, I was not one of them." (laughs) Then, just plain cool again comes um. At at Kirk's death in Generations, and then his involvement with horses, and then becoming the spokesman for Priceline. And I think those commercials were like pivotal oh, in his career. Yes, absolutely. And then something better than cool. He receives his first Yay. Emmy for Danny Crane. He um, releases Has Been. He does uh, the the punk thing Invasion Iowa, mm-hmm. which we loved. <laughs> asked in an interview if he has uh, any dignity left in responds i pissed it away long ago <laughs> if you make a fool of yourself you can do it with dignity without taking your pants down and if you do take your pants down you can still do it with dignity <laughs> he should know <laughs> he should know and and they go right on up through the the kidney stone thing and uh so that's it. the seven
0: stages of Shatner, I the love seven that. stages of cool. I love that. I think it's great. I just wanted to briefly mention, because I, I sent this to you in email, that whilst I was doing a bit of Googling for Shatner and information about McGill, um, there is a building named after him now, uh, sort of unofficially. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they've put the name on the front. But as you look for information about Shatner and McGill, you find these references to meetings that are being held in the Shatner building. And it'll say something like, you know, Modern dance orientation, third floor Shatner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would love so a <laughs> third floor
0: Shatner.
2: Well, I I remember a few years back, either that's the point at which the students decided to start calling it the Shatner, mm-hmm. or but for some reason it was in the news. And in some one of those articles, where Bill's just he'll say anything, mm-hmm. he doesn't care if it gets in print, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother him. They said something like, "Well, what actually goes on in the student union building?" And he said. You try to get laid. That's what went on when I
0: was there. <laughs> that's great. I love that. Um, so that's cool. That's very cool. Um, a- another little bit of, of uh, potpourri. <laughs> I was trying to think of a word for the individual pieces of potpourri, but aside from leaves and stems, I really couldn't think of one. Potpourri. Oh, just a potpourri. A potpourri. The singular. Um, As you might remember, I actually went ahead and joined the William Shatner DVD Club. And I have to admit, I haven't watched any of the movies that they've sent so far, but I got another one. Yay! (laughs) So I'll put that in the pile of things to watch. And this one's called Immortal. And unfortunately, um, the disc didn't actually come with any information about the movie. So I've just gone to the Shatner DVD site, and here's what it says. Based on the French graphic novel, Immortal was one of the first films to use an entirely digital backlot to create a stunning fantasy world where gods, mutants, mortals, and aliens converge. A floating pyramid has emerged in the skies above Manhattan in 2095, inhabited by ancient Egyptian gods who have come to pass judgment on one of their own, a falcon-headed god named Horus. Horus must find a human host body to inhabit and a mate to preserve his immortality. In his quest, he becomes irrevocably entwined with a blue-haired girl embarking on an analogous journey. Stunning visual effects meld with poetic surrealism in this telling of this epic fantasy. Oh. So that's what that's about, if that makes any sense at all, which it doesn't really, but that's okay. Do you know what it reminded me of? What?
2: I saw a book the other day. I keep meaning to tell you this title.
0: Yeah? Well, I'm
2: probably getting the title wrong. It was called something like Hunter's Prey, Uh but the subtitle... Stories of Texas Vampires.
0: <laughs> Is it a novel or a nonfiction book? <laughs> Actually it's a memoir. <laughs> uh, even better. I love it. No, no, it could only be better if it was a book of verse. <laughs> Texas Vampires. vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love
2: that. Oh, um, wait, no. Uh, yes? It was just stories of Texas vampires. I left out the best part.
0: What? Erotic Oh, stories erotic stories. Even better. Texas vampires. Even better. It was a memoir then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you know, because vampires are pure.
0: Vampires would never have sex. You know, they're like uh-huh. Captain uh-huh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, have yeah, they're sex. too pure. Let, um, let's hold that thought about sex for a second, because I want to ask you a question. Okay. Yes, I want your opinion sex, on something. But not but with l- vampires. Okay, let's get through the some of the other potpourri, the, the crunchy po- bits. Okay, another potpourri. Um, another piece of potpourri is that uh, we had mentioned a couple weeks ago that the um, some of the stuff at the Hollywood Wax Museum was going on sale, and their Star Trek collection is part of it. I think it's Westwood, not Hollywood. Um so if you check on eBay right this moment, and maybe by the time this we put this up, um, it'll be over. But I have the picture, and I'm going to post it on the blog. It's a close-up of the Captain Kirk thing, <laughs> mannequin, wax, wax figures, figure. that's what they call it. And uh, it's pretty ugly. It pretty much, you know what it looks like, though? It looks like Captain Kirk in the Deadly Years. Yes! That's what it looks like. It does. All old. And, and tired and kind of dirty. Kind of dirty. Kind of not looking. He's got a tag on his arm there. But well, look at the cherry sitting in it. It's like Denny Crane's It, uh, it is because it's white. Now, of course, the <laughs> thing I immediately noticed, because the wax figure is sitting with his legs spread, you can see that there is nothing between his legs. No basket. No package. No EVE. Obviously nothing. not sculpted from life. I mean, let's go for accuracy here. You know? Or... Bill is so hot that the wax figure spontaneously melted that part of itself. I guess. I guess that could be true. I was very disappointed. Um, Now, the bidding on this is going to start at $500 to have wax Captain Kirk in your house. (laughs) That's a little scary. Okay. Um, Yeah, they've got some of the other things listed, too. Ooh. Look, a William Powell wax figure. That's kind of cool. (laughs) Not that I'd want to have any of this stuff in my house, obviously, but anyhow. Okay. So that was another little piece. Um, Oh, the thing about uh, Shatner at the races. Yes. So this is a press release. The Toyota Pro Celebrity Race 30th, 30th Anniversary pits celebrity alumni against hot new talent for 2006. And, of course, Bill is going to be there because Bill is everywhere. And it's for charity. And it's for charity.
2: And he's done this sort of thing before—the the, the racing cars for charity. Yeah,
0: he's he's one of the alumni. Right, because I've I've heard him speak about it at cons. Yeah, I'm just scanning this article to see if he is gonna if it says anything else about him. Uh, but it doesn't. Aside from saying he's going to be there, and when is that? This is uh, April eighth, Saturday, April eighth. Okay. So there you go. And uh, his credits are listed as William Shatner, Boston Legal, Star Trek, Captain Kirk, T.J. Hooker, Miss Congeniality, one and two. And that's really all he's done. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so anyhow. Okay. Well, that was good. That was, a, that was a bunch of little news. Oh, did you want to say that thing about Denny Crane and your country radio station? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's silly. just
2: interesting to me. Um, I had my, my radio turned on and you know how they, they just dropped? little snippets in. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, it was snippets from Simpsons on all the stations. Uh-huh. were, And they're going, and and now, back to the country music. And then you hear Danny Crane going, lock and load. And I was like, Whoa, he is
0: everywhere. You can't get away from him. No, but that was fun. Oh, that's great. Okay. So this topic doesn't have a lot to do with Star Trek, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about anyway. Okay. Um, one of the blogs that I was reading recently was by a guy who is a comic book artist, and part of what he draws in his comic book are um, smutty comics. And he, his whole blog entry was just talking about pretty much whether porn comics are good or bad, which is part of the bigger question of whether porn is good or bad. And I, I don't think that's really the right way to frame that. But given that you and I have both written a good deal of erotica, I was wondering what you thought about that kind of representation of porn when it's not a written word where you have to imagine what the characters look like. And it's not film where it's actual people who are doing the sex. I mean, in a, in a comic book, it's just drawings of people. Mm -hmm. And it's one, it, it seems to me really different from a story in, in a lot of ways, but it's also very different from a film in many important ways. Um, so, what do you, what do you think about Smutty Comics? Well, I kind of think I'm not like
2: the best person to to make that evaluation because I'm not really into comics, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's like asking me to to make a judgment based on it's not going to be the porn that colors my
1: mm-hmm.
2: my reaction more than. Comics are something I just kind of take or leave. You know, I haven't been into them since I was like a kid. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't, to me, I bet I would think it was funny. Just because I have this whole perception of, you know, cartoons, they, they, to me, are not quote-unquote real. Mm -hmm. And so it's like cartoon sex. Hmm.
0: You know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm, I'm, I've seen a lot of, of porn comics, and a lot of them are just the way you describe. There are some that I've seen that are really good. But you see, you're, you are into comics, mm-hmm. and so I feel
2: like you're in a better position to make a more rational judgment or have a a more thoughtful opinion because you've obviously thought enough about comics that you know there
0: are things you like and things you don't like, and I'm kind of like, well, it's comics, you know. hmm so taking it a step further, this is something else that I had thought about. We've seen lots of really bad KS art. Mm-hmm. What if there was a smutty KS, not, sorry, not KS, a smutty Star Trek comic book where people were actually drawing Kirk having sex with, with women, with alien women with six vaginas?
2: I still think I would think it was funny because, really? well, part of it is in 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 comics is, you know, the nonverbal sound effects they have people making like <laughs> murf and oof and eep you know i mean that that's something and to see a little thought bubble of oh man she's so hot or something i don't know just and here's the thing maybe i'm just not a visual person when it comes to sex because i've seen a lot of fan art mm-hmm. a lot and a, a lot of it very explicit and some of it, you know, well drawn and and beautiful in in its own way and actual good representations of the characters, but generally they are so in your face. Mm-hmm. It's it's the art version of most chaos writing mm-hmm. which is that it is totally in your face. There is never anything left to the imagination. And that's part of the point of it and that's part of its appeal to many people mm-hmm. is it Everything is absolutely spelled out. And that that bugs me more in art than it does in literature. So maybe I'm just not a visually
0: responsive mm-hmm. person in okay. that way. It, I had often thought it would be great to commission somebody to draw um, a Star Trek sex comic book. Somebody who mm-hmm. could actually draw and not a piece of crap fan art like most mm-hmm. of what you see. And I wonder whether that that would be worth doing, you know, whether the end result would be something that you would laugh at or whether it would actually be good, like a good piece of, you know, Star Trek fan fiction that happens to have sex in it. I don't know. I don't know either. I had just been thinking about that lately because I hadn't thought about it for a while. Who would you want to have draw that? Can you think of an artist who would be the... And who would you want to have do, like, the, the storyline? I, I don't think? know. I mean, well, what if we were to take, I don't know, one of your Kirk Brant stories and have it drawn as a comic? I don't think I'd like that. Really? I really don't think I would. Because cause why? I'm just curious.
2: I Probably because I just have these, these preconceived notions of what comics are and what the characters
0: look like uh-huh. and all, and I just wouldn't want to see them that way. Hmm. Even if they really looked like what you imagine, I mean, like Kirk really looked like William Shatner and Brent really looked like what you describe her as. I don't know. I've never
2: really described her in, in any great detail, but I don't know. It's, it, it's something about the comic format that the, mm-hmm. that it's frozen, you know, at this moment of action, and then it's frozen mm-hmm. at this moment of action that to me makes it a comic hmm.
0: comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking about this now. I just, because when I,
2: when I think about Star Trek, not just my stories, but any of the characters, I'm, I'm, I generally am thinking of them in action. Mm-hmm. And to see the story told in a bunch of still shots, whether they were comics or, or, or still pictures, like the, the photo novel, okay? Mm-hmm. I have the photo novel yeah, yeah. of Where No Man Has Gone Before. And I love that episode. And I think the photo novel is a hoot, because you know it uses bold and italics like for every other letter and uh-huh. th- but it's photos from the yeah. show it's not even drugs and it makes me laugh so i think i have this this <laughs> thing that that's just
0: automatically funny hmm well i don't know i'm going to have to i'm going to have to give this some more thought and think about whether it would be it would actually be worth spending some money on mm-hmm. at one point cuz i just think it would be an interesting experiment to my knowledge no such thing exists I would be really surprised if it didn't. I've never seen one. Um, I've never, okay, I've seen pages of art that really suck, like online, Mm -hmm. where people have drawn little storyboards or something, but they're horrible. They're people who can't. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) People who can't draw do these things. I mean, really, people who cannot draw, they have no sense of proportion. They draw like I draw. And I draw horribly. I mean, I, I can't do more than like a stick figure, as as we know. And that's just not one of my talents. And when I see people who have such a limited amount of talent, you know, try to do something, and it turns out so, you know, forced and awful, it's just not worth looking at. But if, if it was somebody who was actually talented in that format, I don't know. It might be an interesting thing to do. Well, something just occurred to me. Yes. In our great list of media that Bill has
2: appeared in. Yes, Kirk has appeared in comic books. Has there been a William Shatner <gasps> comic book?
0: That's a good question. Now, didn't you have a comic book that was like The Adventures of Bruce Hyde or something? Oh, my God. That's, oh, God. Yeah, I've got that somewhere. I'll have to dig that now out. That's the guy who plays Riley. Riley, in yeah. In Star Trek episodes. He had a comic book.
2: Can there not be a William Shatner comic book? Wow, a William Shatner comic book. What a concept. Because he's been in a cartoon, not just the Star Trek cartoon, that Adventures of
0: William Shatner's Toupee, that cartoon Bill was in. Yeah, that's (gasps) true. What a great idea, a William Shatner comic book. And what would it be? Would it be like his his life story or would it be more like Adventures of William Shatner where he, you know, jets off and turns well, into super intense it could Hulk be his stuff. life
2: story, kind of like in the classics illustrated when yeah, they yeah. used to do the, uh-huh. the historical ones like the story of Mark Twain or the story of Helen Keller, you know, those sort of things. Or, you know, it could be the Adventures of Super Intense Hunk. <gasps> that would be Where so cool. being this this actor, Horseman, is his secret identity.
0: <laughs> and then when trouble's afoot, he jumps into a phone booth and he changes into super intense hunk. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That would be cool. That would, that be, would really be very cool. cool. Well, we should talk to him about it when we go to the Shatner weekend. Yeah. Bill, have you ever been in a comic book? Would you like to? Neither <laughs> <laughs> of us can draw, but don't let that <laughs> be an impediment we to get a, a lot of imagination impediment. and a lot of drive. And we have a lot of friends who know how to draw, so who knows? Maybe that'll happen. John can draw. That, that's true. She Remember could. her the drawings we did? Someday, for your amusement, I, I should dig up the link to those drawings. I know where they are. Where are they? They're on the KS Squick Fest. <laughs> Okay, well, so that's... Okay, let's let's round out this episode because we're coming up on almost another half hour of, of nonsense okay, here. Okay, but
2: sometime we have to talk in detail about the Chaos Quick Fest. We
0: will, but let's just talk about those drawings because okay. I think it's worth it to put up a link to the drawings. I'm not going to put them up individually. Okay. We decided at one point that we were going to... Um, was this going to be for our zine yeah our our rude person our rude person zine um because we were so in love with the rude person stories that we've talked about before where it's the the retelling of the the um Kirk and Spock crashed their shuttlecraft and ended up having to have sex. But
2: there was the earlier rude person stories
0: right. where the point was to write badly. Write badly. So um, rude person just didn't know how to spell and, and got everything wrong and, and the names were wrong and they were awful little stories. So we thought that rude person should draw some, some pictures to go along with it. And our friend Jonk is an artist um, and draws wonderfully. So she drew her pictures with her left hand and they turned out even with her left hand they were better than anything i could have ever produced <laughs> and you
2: and i each drew we one. each Which
0: drew <laughs> <laughs> they really mine looks like it was drawn by you know whatever a 5 year old autistic child it's just <laughs> awful it's the worst thing i don't even remember what yours looked like now uh kirk kind of looked like something from an archie comic <laughs> And of course, it was sort of they were kse, and I think well kse, yeah, yeah. he had his dick out of his pants, right? And the they were all like that. <laughs> they're just so silly and and really badly drawn. I think, but then though. we never did our zine, no. and they got recycled yeah. into an an online thing. That's right. So I will dig up those the link to those drawings and put it up there so you can all have a hearty laugh at our expense <laughs> because they are so very weird. Oh, that was great. Are we done with Popery? I think so. does that sound like a French maid's name? Oui. <laughs> Zé Popery. What was the French maid's name in that drawing? Naughty Pinette. <laughs> 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 Have you ever told you how
2: Naughty Pinette came into existence?
0: No. So what we're talking about <laughs> is this very... It's talking of bad art. Yeah. This was a really bad drawing of... Kirk and Spock having dinner with Sarek and Amanda. And it's it's like classic fan art because it's so badly drawn and the proportions are all wrong. And, and there's a little French maid And there's a French maid them. who's serving them with her skirt hiked up to her hips. And giant legs. Yeah. But <laughs> the reason there
2: is a Naughty Pinette is a few years ago, my husband and I were given the gift of um, a night stay at some bed and breakfast down in Monterey and we're not bed and breakfast people but you know it was free we went and so we get there and we're we're in this room going this is kind of creepy it's you know all gingham and everything mm-hmm. and, and
0: gingham <laughs> creepy yeah.
2: and all the furniture or the walls I can't remember maybe both was like naughty pine oh. but it wasn't even real <laughs> it was veneer naughty what? pine veneer And so my husband called it Naughty Pinette. Oh. And this sort of morphed into the character of a French maid Uh who we talked about all weekend named Naughty Pinette (laughs) and her adventures with, you know, Lucky Pierre or whatever. (laughs) And she's just become one of those characters who's in our life now. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And she she made her way. She went to Paris with us and... uh, and then she made her way into a KS drawing wow. that I had nothing to do with. That's amazing.
0: Thank you for telling me that because I didn't know where she came <laughs> from. I love the name. I mean, when, when you came up with it, I, th- I thought that's brilliant, but I didn't know that there was a backstory. <laughs> there is. That she had a history. She does. That's very She funny. came from Monterey. So, if anybody out there would like to draw, <laughs> A Star Trek sex comic. Let us know. But it has to be good and tasteful. It has to be good, yeah. And no one can say eep or murf. No murfing and no no herfs either. <laughs> that would be something. Okay. That well, I think we've ridden that into the ground. I completely agree. Uh, okay, so that's it for for this edition, and um, we'll be back next time, maybe with another episode. We should probably watch another episode. Yeah. And um we are gonna watch Kingdom of the Spiders. At some point. At some point because we've got that. We've got just a We've whole got l- a whole
2: bunch of stuff. We've got shoot and be shot. Oh yeah. <sighs> so many so much there's so busy, little busy.
0: time. I know. Okay. So that's it for now. We will see you soon.